There was, I did one, there was a girl at her sorority, like they came in they, and the bathroom just looked like a crime scene. They couldn't figure out what happened. And then this one girl disappeared. Nobody could find her. Well, it turned out she had a baby in the bathroom. No one knew she was pregnant. Nobody knew what the hell was going on. And I don't understand that. Like, you know, how are you going to be part of a sorority? Nobody noticed you're pregnant. Nobody noticed anything. Nobody noticed you giving birth for three hours in the bathroom. <laughs> That's the hood. Rich white girls are not supposed to give birth alone in a bathroom. <laughs> to like I figured I found out finally Mr. Frank Sinatra back here I found out what the crime was that that mugshot is from it is a crime so stupid it doesn't exist anymore you guys have any idea what it is <laughs> it's like the scarlet letter for dudes he got arrested for seduction. So, so back then it was a law where <laughs> back then it was a law where you, if you as a man convinced a woman to have sex with you outside of wedlock through the promise of marriage or an engagement, and then did not follow through, they could charge you because it would ruin her reputation or her future prospects, meaning make her a single mother. But the, but the kicker was she was married. So instead they dropped the charges and charged him with adultery. He still got criminally charged. <laughs> it used to be, yeah. <laughs> right? I think the judge probably just didn't like Frank Sinatra. It was like, I got to find something. I, I got to find something to keep my daughter safe from him. <laughs> I, I He looks so happy to have been arrested. So I guess it was worth it, man. <laughs> so he was so vain. Hair, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in the old days, the spray on hair piece. Yep. <laughs> the, 
the lady that does my crochet, she actually specializes in using braids to cover black men's bald spots. <laughs> the coma is the worst. <laughs> People from the, take it from the back to the front. <laughs> yes, all the way. Yeah, yeah. So, for you guys who might be new here, this is. Psycho Crime. When we go live, we look into dumb crimes. And this week we're joined by Awesome and New from Two Scoops XD. We are going to do a dumber versus dumber crime, but something incredibly stupid did pop up in my state this week. I'm just super happy it's not my town because it's usually mine. A man called 911. And what do you guys think he asked them to do for him? Babysit his children. <laughs> you were... Well, so apparently the man did not accept the no, went to the police station with a chainsaw. <laughs> and of course, luckily the receptionist saw him coming, hit the safety door, and he tried to take out the still safety door with the chainsaw. When he realized this wasn't going to happen, he went home. Of course, he's known to the police. So they went to his house to go get him, at which point... He had on a fuzzy mouse hat and was dangling his children in front of, not out the window, but in front of the window. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, of course, SWAT had to be called. There was a standoff. They got the children out safely. Suffice it to say, he is now in jail and the children are with mom. <laughs> so... No, they're his kids that he did not want to be with. So, and the fact that he left them alone to go try and break into the police station. If, what, I don't know what he was going to do. Do you think he was going to bring cops back with him to babysit? Like, at, at, at Chainsaw Point? Like, how do you hold someone at Chainsaw Point? Like, I don't know what he thought was going to... He had to have been high. He had to have been high. He had to. Like, nothing else makes sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> Massachusetts, man.
I can't remember what show I was watching and the guy was just like, oh, he was getting ready to leave. He was a cop and he was getting ready to leave for work. And then all of a sudden, like his ex just shows up and just like shoves the kid in his face and is like, you take him and leave. And he's like, um, I have a murder. I can't take a three-year-old to a crime scene. Um, what do you expect me to do? <laughs> like. You don't even know how many people go to rehab so that they can dodge child support warrants. Like it got to a point when I was working inpatient rehab where like, I remember this guy found out he was going to be a dad and he's like, I don't understand how, I don't understand how this could have happened. He was like, we avoided the first. I'm like, what the hell does the first of the month have to do with anything? He's like, you know what I'm talking about? He's like, the periods come on the first. I'm like, do you seriously think all women in the whole world get their periods on the first like benefit checks? And he's like, don't you? I'm like, oh, Jack. no. <laughs> right? It got to a point that there were so many of these dudes, I started just showing them the Disney sex ed video. I'm like, here, just watch this, learn. So he avoided it. He thought the first was when her period was. And that's the, like not having sex in the first was how he would not be a dad, which would explain why he had some kids. Like I, I just, it, right. Right. Like I, just, I was like, here, Walt Disney will explain it to you. This is the link. Like, I just don't have the patience, guy. I can't do this with you. <laughs> like, the amount of, I was just like, oh, Lord. And if one more person ever is like, can you please hold your period? Because, like, no, you can't go to the bathroom. Like, men and women who think you can just hold it. And, like, yeah, just, just hold it for now. I'm like, I'm all set. I can't keep doing that. Like that. I love how people are like, I don't know. That's why I don't, we don't need sex ed. That, that is why we need sex ed. That right there. That is the worst. So our dumb versus dumber <clears throat> is two people who both went back to high school as adults pretending to be teenagers. Look, my six months after I graduated high school, I started having reoccurring nightmares about being trapped in high school. So I don't understand who wants to willingly go back. Like, you 
and visit constantly. Thank you. <laughs> right, thank you. I don't want to have a reason to come back to high school. <laughs> if they have a job, that's, that's why. Why are you? <laughs> that's why they're back in high school. They have no job and no life, no friends. <laughs> Do you know how many Lifetime movies that is the plot of? <laughs> Nickel Page High School so I can get it right? Like the psycho girl who's like, my mother told me that life will only work out for you if you're the captain of the cheerleading team. So I have to go. Thank you. Thank you. They look like they were, right? <laughs> Dude, I had 20 year old seniors in my high school, so. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, so there are some instances where it was kind of plausible, but we're gonna we're gonna get into these two, one in Scotland and one in the US because we are exactly going to address the looking <laughs> like a teenager in Scotland because they covered, they thought they covered that. But we'll start with the U.S. one. Um, her name is Treba Thornberry. So she's <laughs> the first one. The American sounds more Scottish. <laughs> so uh, she was born in 69 in Wichita Falls, Texas. Um her father had to drop out of high school in the sixth grade and he was basically illiterate. They ended up in a really tiny town called Electra and they had issues with abuse from an uncle while they were growing up. And she initially falsely accused her father. Um, she was removed from the family and placed in foster care when she was 16 and sent to the local high school where she started telling tons of different stories about different people and how she was supposedly abducted by Satanists. <laughs> right. So she, like I said, she was committed a couple of different times. The longest one was for five months. They said she had a condition that was called keratological disorder. She was given several heavy sedatives at the same time. Uh, she refused to even speak to her family when she was discharged. And she was sent to a home for girls, a residential program in Fort Worth, Texas. Her therapist set a goal of maintaining interpersonal relationships. And after she graduated in 87, she just disappeared. She worked for a couple months as a maid and then no one could find her. That's because she started wandering the country using aliases posing as a teenager from an abusive background 
and they just believed her and kept sending her to teen shelters and foster homes and re-enrolling her in high school. Every time she'd hit 18 and she would age out, she would just leave, go to a new city, tell them pretty much the same story. They'd believe her and she would start it all over again. <laughs> right? So um, in 93, when she was in Corvallis, Oregon, passing herself off under the name Kelly Thornberry Smith and Kelly Smith, she was staying with a family that she met at a church and she tried to legally change her name to theirs. But during that process, at some point, somehow, she got entangled with a police officer and she stated, she told the police officer her story of being assaulted by her father. And then she changed the story to say that her father was an Oregon police officer in that city, which they knew was not true. So she was charged with filing false police reports. But it wasn't until three years later in Altoona, Pennsylvania, that things caught up with her. She was going under the name Stephanie Danielle Lewis. She claimed she was 16 and fleeing satanic ritual satanic abuse at the hands of her parents. After 18 days of looking into her story, they realized who she really was and that she was not a teenager. She was arrested, charged with giving false information and sentenced to nine days in jail. And immediately she disappeared again. I mean, really, really good. Um, she was acting the next year as a 17 year old named Brianna Stewart. And she falsely accused a 47 year old security guard named Charles Blankenship of sexual assault. Why does she keep this? Yes. She does. This, yes. She, right. Like, <laughs> right. Unresolved trauma. She keeps ran. She keeps finding surrogates to abuse. And and but here's the thing. The forty-seven-year-old security guard. She was twenty-eight. So even if he had been courting her, unbeknownst to him, she was a grown adult woman. So he felt so bad for even talking to her. He pled guilty to having sex with a minor and was sentenced to fifty days in jail. After her fraud was exposed, the judge expunged his record and conviction completely. Then the next year, and for the next five years, right, she just keeps going. She spent, she kept doing this till she was 31. Uh, she spent five years in Vancouver, Washington, posing as a 16 year old high school student named Brianna Stewart. She lived in various people's homes. People were worried because she only had a 2.8 grade point average and she was getting D's. She had a boyfriend for a year and a half. No, was a minor, which means what she was doing was statutory rape. Um, massive, many, many sympathetic people gave her money and put a roof over her head. But eventually she um, would once again fall into the same cycle and falsely accuse him of abuse. In, hind 
In hindsight, many of the foster homes said they began to suspect she was not a teenager at some point. One of them was a dentist who noticed that she didn't have wisdom teeth. <laughs> and that, that is what cued him into it. But Altona was where she finally, finally got found out when she, um, the second time she went back to Altoona, she finally pled guilty to filing a false police report um, shortly after when she was in the Pacific Northwest, a detective confronted her with evidence of all of her fraud because she'd been going throughout the whole Northwest. Uh, she denied everything, but then the FBI got involved and he went through the dental records, the photographs, all of the false allegations. And she ended up, she still would not stop saying she was a teenager, even after she was arrested. It wasn't until 2001 that they were finally able to prove through DNA who she was. And she even meet with a court appointed psychologist because they were concerned that this was from the trauma she suffered as a child. Uh, they wanted to make sure she wasn't delusional or dissociative. They deemed she was not and that she was legally responsible for her actions. She was convicted and given a three year sentence and she was released after serving two years and three months. White. White. She basically just traveled the country, pretended to be a teenager. Every time somebody would take her in and treat her well, she would accuse them of something and then disappear. Yeah. And so she got... Yeah, and she would always find a way to put Satanism in there. <laughs> you don't understand the hysteria in the 80s and 90s around Satanists. There was literally a book that came out, this lady falsified everything in it, but she had people convinced their children were getting addicted to magic. She, yes, she. Yes, 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 yes. They were convinced that Dungeons and Dragons came with real spells and that people were sitting in their room summoning demons. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause there was, there was a man who used to, he used to go across the country and give kids that comic that would tell them that they were going to hell for playing D and D like they just let him on the school grounds. They're like, okay, go ahead. Like give your scary comic to the kids. Like it, it was.
was a barber. I, I, what was it? Like Tabitha's salon takeover where they did a barber shop. And she's like, okay, tell me about your special. Like he said he had special blends to treat the face and stuff. And she's like, so this is not like any actual line of stuff. This is just some oils that you randomly slap on people's faces without telling them what it is or anything. He's like, yes, but it's good for the skin. She's like, how do you know it's good for the skin? She's like, are you? Right. She's like, are you a dermatologist? Like what? And she's like, so tell me what it is so I can tell you if you're helping their skin or hurting their skin. And of course it was bad for your skin. So he's like shaving people up and slapping stuff. She's like, this is going to make their pores twice as big. So then when, when the beard starts to come back in, it'll be extra curly and it'll give them ingrown hairs. And I'm like, <laughs> so yeah, he probably was in with her. They're probably had a deal. <laughs> right right he's like it's like my hairline's good the lines are even let me get the hell out of here <laughs> During COVID, when women were so desperate to get their nails done, they were going to like bargain basement places in people's basement. And then they were all pissed because like the nails are all misshapen. And then I'm like, what did you think was going to happen in somebody's basement during COVID? Like, <laughs> I was just like, no, like two things you don't mess with is a shave and nails. Like you just don't go down those roads because no, like. This was disturbing that, like, she went around, so every time a man would, like, she'd get in, a man would be like, Stephanie, she met many times, and you know how most people do with the bones in here? Mm -hmm. I don't want to say most people, but you know, yeah. a large portion, they have really bad experiences. That means she had good experiences, good family. And screwed them over. I mean, it's one of those things where, like, that was a time period in which a lot of times when people came forward, people didn't listen to them. So I'm not saying it justifies anything she did, but clearly what happened to her as a kid messed her up and um, doesn't sound like she had life skills and was just like, you know, and anytime somebody got nice to her, it, like, it was like a loop. Like, she couldn't get out of that thing. It's like a trauma cycle. She was just stuck. That's the weird, I mean, that's the messed up thing about trauma is, is everybody's different. Some people, yeah, some people can deal with it and like work through it. Some of them can't work through it and it gets messed up in their head and it becomes something else so much worse 
you know, like that's the people who, um, what's his name? Um, uh, Kepler, Kepler, he knew he's so smart. Like he, the people that he killed, like he came to a realization that they were all surrogates for his mom. So he knew that once he killed her, he wouldn't want to kill anybody anymore. And so our Kemper, when he killed his mom, he turned himself in. He was like, I'm done. I'm all set. Yeah. And like, he's the one who first started talking to profilers and was, was describing why he did what he did. And, um, he like really hated Manson. And when they ended up in the same prison, they had to move Manson because he saw through Manson's bullshit. He knew that it was all mishmash of different, you know, per, uh, perspectives and he wanted to kill him. Like he made it very clear to the guards. If I get a chance, I'm killing Manson because he's full of shit. And he makes the rest of us who did what we did for a reason to help heal whatever problems we had. He makes us look bad. Like he felt like he did what he did therapeutically. He didn't justify it. He didn't say it was right. He was just saying he knew what he did was because he had such a fucked up childhood with his mother. But he hated Manson because he used people to make himself famous. And so that's why he wanted to kill him so bad. And they knew he would do it. So they moved Manson. And, and it was crazy because he was so self-aware of why he did what he did. And he was a big part of the reason they were able to start to understand serial killers. So trauma... Yeah. It's it's I think the ones we hear the most about are the ones who do creepy stuff like that, but there are some who are just like like not as <laughs> there was one who tried. He tried, but he got caught really and it's crazy because the internet came together to get him and yeah he tried he just wanted to be famous he thought he was going to be famous by doing so like he posted his kill on the internet and he thought it would make him famous and it didn't like it was creepy as hell like the whole situation was ugh. he even bragged about saying that he was dating someone who had gotten paroled um she was part of a killing team like he just wanted clout and like i don't you're not that's the thing is is the way cops handle it now if they know you did it for that reason they'll put a media blackout on the trial so you don't get famous <laughs> so all right let's look at our scottish friend because <laughs> this is my favorite like <laughs> this is so funny so at this school in Glasgow in Scotland in night it's always Glasgow it is in 1993 they received a new student by the name of Brandon Lee he was very tall thin gangly um everybody gangly <laughs> um all the students kind of just looked at him funny and his backstory was uh, he's Canadian. He, his mother was an opera singer. He spent most of his life traveling on the road with him. But um, he came back when his father wanted him to have more of a stable upbringing. So now he was in Glasgow um, 
with his father and grandmother um, in that his face is looks a little weird because those are burn scars from a car accident that he suffered as a child. So immediately people start asking him, wow, are you related to Brandon Lee? You know, the actor who just died on the set of The Crow too. He's like, what? Who is Brandon Lee? They're like, what do you mean? Who is Brandon Lee? The guy from The Crow. He's like, uh, what's The Crow? <laughs> like he has no clue what they're talking about. They're like, oh, okay, we have some things to teach you. So, so at first, like, you know, he's getting along with people. They're getting him to come out of his shell. He seems to be like an uber nerd. He's super smart. He's getting straight A's. Uh, somehow they convince him to audition for the musical, which was South Pacific, and he got the lead. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. That would have been the best. The crew. The <laughs> um, my mother is very upset about who's going to play the new crew because I don't. She loved that movie. I don't know why, but um, I wasn't either. Yes. Right. Yeah, my mom is upset because the guy who played Pennywise, he's going to be the crow now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's going to be so many different. He's also going to be Nosferatu and Nosferatu. I guess he's the go-to body horror guy now. He's going to play all the the monsters. I don't know what they're doing. I can't picture him in The Crow, so I don't know. I'm scared to see it. <laughs> <laughs> right like i don't know how you go to crow to nosferatu like, like i don't i don't know like we will see what happens with that like he's done some weird stuff he did The dancing, the dancing, the best part was when Pennywise was dancing to scare them. <laughs> he was like, no. thing I saw in theaters had to have been midsummer. Like I I don't know if it was scary or disturbing, but either way I was constantly like covering my face because I just was like, I don't need to see that. Like why are you showing me that? Like why? So we'll see like I don't know. 
I know that both that director and Jordan Peele have both have movies coming out in 2023. So let's see which one is better. So yes, he's in South Pacific in the lead. And uh, apparently he's making friends. Everybody seems to like him. And then he pulls up one day in a car. So the driving age in Scotland is actually 17, not 16. He's supposed to be 16. And they're like, wait, why does he have a car? And they're like, well, he's Canadian. Maybe in Canada, you, you get your driver's license earlier, like in the US. So they're like, he must have a Canadian driver's license. And he's like, come on, get in and I'll drive you home. Like none of them are like putting together like any of the dots that this is not normal. So then at one point they start hanging out at his house. Well, there was grandma. And grandma's like making them snacks and like feeding them. And so everything seems to go fine. And he decides to leave after that one year to go to early admittance to medical school. And everybody keeps telling him that's not a good idea. You shouldn't do that. Well, he does. And he fails out of medical school. So the old friends that he had from high school, they're talking to him. They're still like keeping in touch with him. And they invite him on a trip to Mexico. So they go on a trip to Mexico and who do you think this trip is with that is going to blow his cover as an adult? It's with the one person that teen movies teach us to never trust in a high school. The mean girl. He goes on a trip to Mexico with the mean girl. Like, what was he thinking? Like, all you have to see is one teen movie ever. And some people will be like, well, maybe he was too old and there weren't any. Dude, Carrie was out the whole time. That's all he needs to see is Carrie to know this is not going to go well. So he and three teenage girls go to Mexico. And one of them, the mean girl, is going through his stuff and finds he has two passports with two different names and dramatically different ages. <laughs> the ribbon, that awful ribbon candy that grandma has that, that turns into one giant pile of hardness you could beat somebody with. Yes. <laughs> that was in his luggage. She's like, oh my God, it's starting to add up. Like, and so, you know, she makes him tell her the truth. And lo and behold, why would she want to know she's trying to go to med school too? So, of course, when things start to go sideways and the trip starts to not work out for them, what does the mean girl do? Call her dad and tell them that they have been dragged to Mexico by a grown ass man who was 32 years old. 32, 32, hence the reason he had to tell them that his face looked that looked like that because of burn scars <laughs> that he did not have. That was just his face. Oh, it gets better. He wasn't wearing hats. He at first was wearing curlers. 
to make his hair look curly and he was picking it out and then he got a perm. So <laughs> that was how he, and it gets better. He went to his own old high school. He he went to his high school he graduated from. <laughs> he thought a perm would be enough, and apparently it was because no one recognized him. <laughs> Get a perm. Apparently, white people can't tell the difference if your hair is curly enough. Like, so a basic apparently what happened was initially when he went to college or went to high school, he graduated normally he went to medical school he got severe test anxiety and he bombed his midterms and he flunked out and he went back to life and became a janitor and then the next thing you know he's 30 and his dad is passing away and his dad is like promise me you'll go back to med school not a big deal right except in well, that's because in Scotland, you cannot go back to med school if you are older than 30. Right. So he's like, well, let me go fake some transcripts and use that to get back into med school. But then my question is, what if you had graduated? How are you going to get your actual license? You wouldn't have had the paperwork necessary for them to issue you a license. So you still would not have been able to become a doctor. So... Right. Thank you. <laughs> right. She probably. Right. She could have found a nice family that would have adopted her. She could have had a trust fund like, but no. So they're looking into how this happened because the school, you know, educated a grown man twice. <laughs> it was the same high school he graduated from. And they're like, wait a minute. Wasn't there a day when his grandmother called to tell us his dad died? Well, who was that if his dad is already dead? It was his mother. His mother was pretending to be his grandma. She was in on it. His mom was in on it. She wanted him to be a doctor so bad, she helped him. And that. She, and so that's the reason that she called and said his dad died was because he didn't study for a test that day to get him out of the test. <laughs> So everything came out and they decided not to charge him with anything because he went, it was at a public school. Um, they decided that it didn't really cost them any money to educate him. They never charged him with anything. They were just like, okay, so you kissed a 16 year old in the school play and you're driving them all over town. It's not even that like to me, I feel like, He's 32. He was in high school. He he went to Mexico. Like, you know, if this was the U.S., they'd have charged him with trafficking for taking those girls to another country. Like, Scotland's way nicer than us. They're like, uh, this is weird. We don't know what to, to do with this. Um, we don't want it to. 
But is is it consent if you think that it is another 16-year-old and it is a 32-year-old man? I don't think so. Like, he didn't date any of them. He didn't date anybody. But at the same time, like, the whole thing about him being like, I don't, I have burn scars. That's why my face looks like this. Like, the fact that everybody believed him, that his mother helped him, and then when he was he was desperate to be a doctor, I guess, because he tried to sue the middle school school to make him take him a third time. He has flunked out twice now, even under, he was just not done. He was like, I deserve the right to be a doctor. Well, come to the U.S. Everybody is allowed to be a doctor and try as many times as they want here. Just, just, just come here, okay? Dr. Mike will tell you, I think, what did he say? He took the, the, the test to be a doctor like four or five times. There's videos where they ask met they ask interns how many times they had to take the de- the test. A lot of them be like five, six. <laughs> Nobody passes on the first try. So come on over. Without finding out anything about it. Do you Like, I know their fa- their version of Mexico is just j- jetting over to Ibiza, but like, yeah, I don't, what kind of parents do you have if they're like, she's, and her thing is, daddy, the trip didn't go the way I wanted it to because there is a grown man here with me. Like, <laughs> <I'm>, right? <laughs> Right. This is this is the fake Drake ID. My my burn scars make me look. <laughs> but it's a mean girl. You have we all know whenever a mean girl doesn't get what she wants, she burns the place down. She's gonna screw you over. So why would you go anywhere with a mean girl unless he it wasn't so much about going back to high school? I think originally it was about going to med school, but I think he got accepted in a way he never was in high school. So he just started going, right? So he started going with it. Like, like I, I'm all set with life. I don't really need to have you know some seventeen year old come and like be my friend. There was this comic. She was talking about how she was hanging out with her eighteen year old niece. And she was like, we had so much anxiety. We didn't know if we were cool enough. We didn't know if the stuff we were saying was going to offend her. We didn't know if our clothes were good enough. And then she said the most terrifying thing that anybody can ever say to a middle-aged person. Do you skate? She was <laughs> she was just like, I, we didn't know what to do. We were like, uh, you mean like Tony Hawk? And then we knew we were fucked. Because Tony Hawk lets everybody know how old we are. And then she was just like, she was like, finally, I just broke down after I had my anxiety spiral and was like, why would you say that to me? I look like a gallery owner. Of course I don't skate. Like, But like, yeah, like I, I think it depends on who you are. Some people just, you know, they have no problem. They're like, you're just normal. It's fine. Other people are like, I want you to accept me because otherwise I'm old and like, you know, like.
that. So I don't care about what anybody thinks. I don't care about what people my ancestors think. If you're young, you can still think. <laughs> you're like, I really don't care what you think. <laughs> That's like they were, they've, there have been a lot of memes of people making fun of um, millennials because they're start, they've just discovered Gen X and they're starting trying to make fun of Gen X and they're trying to call them Karens and they're like, really? You're, us? Yeah, I, I think they forgot to tell you we don't give a fuck. Like they're not getting the reactions that they want to get off of Because we were taught to not care. We're taught to just not give a shit about what people say. And then our parents were the hippie part of the boomers. So when they, they either wanted kids, but they didn't want to deal with them, or they had kids and thought they were going to be raised on the commune and that they weren't really going to have to deal with them. And when they were forced in the workplace, we were pretty much left alone to take care of ourselves for a lot. And people are like, I love when boomers are like, wait, we didn't have ADHD. We did. They just called it hyperactivity because they couldn't tell the difference between the kids high on sugar and the kids who had learning disabilities. Because we ate Kool-Aid. We'd take the whole packet, put it in plastic bags, put in the two cups of sugar, and we'd eat it. That's like a kilo equivalent of a pixie stick. So yeah, we were we were bouncing off the walls. We were messed up as kids. And then they didn't help because they would watch us do dumb shit and laugh at us. So like they'd watch us do the evil Knievel jumps and break our arms and then laugh the whole way to the emergency room. Our, I, Gen X is 68 to 80 is the birth year, 68 to 80. Like I just, I remember our playground equipment too. You'd get hurt on the playground, the, the, the uh, metal merry-go-rounds fling yourself onto the metal death trap. And if your face didn't bounce off the bar and then eat the pavement, like you'd go to the nurse, she'd just wipe her tears, wash your mouth out with salt water, hand you back your teeth and send you out to try again. Just like, like, like they didn't care. Like, like you'd disappear for hours. That's why I'm like my friend Bobby, like it does, but doesn't surprise me when he'd be like, oh yeah, I'd be gone the whole day. He's like, I'd be two towns over and nobody would notice I was missing. I'm like, yeah, sounds about right. I'd spend the whole day in the library and nobody would even notice I was gone. Like it, it was just very different. And like the they would encourage us to do dumb shit so they could laugh at us, like how stupid we were. And then they'd be like, so now you learned and you won't do it again. Like they wanted us to fuck around and find out. And it was like we were actively encouraged to do it. It was, it was both great and awful. Cause you also had to look at our toys. Like my chemistry set had shit in it. That's on the terror watch list. So like, like all I did was blow shit up and, and light stuff on fire. But like the great generation, Oh, they had the, the most dangerous toys. They had the radiation lab with actual with, yeah, with radioactive material. My grandfather was like, I wanted that. But we were too poor, so I got the tin smelting set. I was like, like, melt your own tin soldiers? He's like, yeah, I had to go scrapping and find it and then melt it. I'm like, you were 10 and you were melting your own metal to make soldiers? He was like, yeah, it was real work. I'm like, oh, my Lord. 
I'm like, maybe they could afford the radiation lab, but felt like you burning the house down was the lesser of two evils between that and the whole family getting radiation poisoning. Like, like they even had like miniature power tools for kids and like working irons. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you think our toys were dangerous. We weren't trying to like have our kids chop their fingers off cutting like wood with us. Like it was completely. <laughs> yes, he was eating people's fingers. There was one that could eat stuff, and and people's fingers were getting caught in Elmo's mouth because the arms, the like, and the toy like, and other countries make fun of us because like we can't. They may, like lawn darts are illegal here. And other countries are like, you're not smart enough to teach your kids not to kill people with lawn darts. I'm like, have you seen them? There's three different kinds of maths being used in the United States. What? Of course not. We can't agree on how to use lawn darts. What are you talking about? It's the U.S. I mean, we have people still pretending to be in high school. I mean, way more than Scotland, but still. <laughs> so... I mean, unless, unless you're up in the highlands, you know, with all the moors and stuff, then there's like, I mean, that, and then they have every once in a while, they'll export us a good actor or actress. That's it. But thank you guys for stopping by. Um, we are always happy to have anybody, but especially you guys, I hope you can come by again. Um, so we're going to end this evening and like always i want you guys to remember to be careful because common sense is no longer common <laughs>